Hey fans, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Mem Gimel Daf 43 of Mesech the Yuvamis. Friends, uh, will you tell me what Daf 43 talks about? Well, uh, Yuvamis, I guess. Well, the first part of the Daf is talking interesting. It continues talking about, well, it's, it's interesting to an extent. Um, it, it continues talking about Stam Vachakach Machlokas, which is an interesting concept, right? <laughs> Is it kind of like expands this concept? You know, we, we see, we've seen a million times that Rabbi Yochanan is this well-known opinion of halachi kista mishnah, that halacha follows the sta mishnah, but we see that there's another part to that, which is, but if it's followed by a machlokas, then it's not, right? Stam vachakach machlokas. We don't pass in like the sta mishnah. So we're going to continue talking about that a shtickle, get into some very technical stuff, mesech de kalim, but what do you want me to tell you? What are you supposed to do with mesech de kalim? It's not hard. I mean, you just deal with it, you know? So we're going to deal with it, friends. And then, um, I mean, we dealt with friggin' Ruven, Shimon, and Levi. We can talk about a comb that loses a few teeth. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, what else are we going to talk about today? Shtickle more about waiting the three months thing. And then, uh, yeah, kind of shtickle more on that. So, friends, uh, we're going to uh, jump in over here. Dafmen Beis, Omud Beis, four lines before it gets wide. Mistomich v'ozil, rababboa kisved rabnochum shamoi. Friends, you hear this? Rebabo was walking and he was leaning on the shoulders of his attendant, Reb Nachum. So guess what Reb Nachum was doing? He said, this is Givaldic. Um, wait, no. Man v'ozil So Reb Nachum was like, this is Givaldic. I have Rebabo leaning on me. Doesn't get any closer than this. Well, relatively speaking. And... Uh, he says, I'm going to use that as an opportunity to ask Shilas. Let me ask, let me ask Rabbi Akasha. So, so, Ribnochum asks, What's that, Lachi? When you have a, a machlokas followed by a stam, an argument followed by a simple rule. So, Rabbi says, Well, if you have machlokas, so, if you have, a stam mishnah followed by an argument. My amalei ain't a locha kistam. So Bo says, in that case, that locha would not be like the stam because it's followed by an argument. Stomid the masnis and machlokas with brayse. Friends, you hear this? This is getting juicy. Excuse me, I have to take off my watch. Well, I don't have to, but you know what I mean. Okay. Um. So what if you hear this, friends? Because a mishnah is assumed to be like on a higher madrega, like a like a starker madrega than a brayse. So if you have stam and masnisin, if you have a stam mishnah, will machlokas be brisa? But in the brisa, there's a machlokas. My omel alochik stam. So Rabbi says in that case, the alochik is like the stam mishnah. Machlokas be masnisin, stam be brisa. What if in the mishnah it's a machlokas, but in the brisa it's a stam? It just says what the alochik is. My omel. So Rabbi says, well, in that case, v'chi rebi lo shano, v'chi aminai lo. Well, friends, who is the editor of the uh, of the, of the Mishnah? Rebbe. Who is the, who? Uh, you know, compiled the Brises? Ribchia. Um, uh, wait, one second. The who was the Tosefta? Was that Ribchia and Ravoshai? Ravoshai, I think so. But anyways, so but the Brises were were were, were sort of gathered together by Ribchia, who was Rebbe's student, and therefore the question is, uh, Rebbe Bo is saying it doesn't make sense. That it would be a machlokas in the Mishnah, i.e., Rebbe, when compiling the Mishnais, he didn't 
you specified that it was like this one or like that one is machlokes, and Rebchia somehow would know what the what the answer is, right? If what do we say? If Rebbe didn't teach what the halacha is, and rather he said it's a machlokas, how would Rebbe know what the answer is to say it's a stam that this is the halacha? So therefore, uh, what I was saying, it doesn't make sense that there would be a machlokas in a mishnah, and it would it would be a stam and a brisa. So then, uh, Reb Nochum asks Reb Oshaya, is this really true that the halacha always follows a stam mishnah? But, um, we have a Mishnah in Mesech to Kalim or something. Gimel. Kalim. Yeah, this is a very Kalim-y kind of Mishnah. You ready for Kalim? Well, a Masrek, a comb, a comb is a cleat, it's a vessel, shall pishtin. So you have a, uh, you have a comb that's used for combing flax. Shinitlu Shinov, and all of the teeth of the comb were taken out. Vinishtairu Boshtaim. Two teeth remain, Tmeos, so, the comb is tummy because I guess it's functional. At least those two teeth are functional. And um, But if only one tooth remains, well, it's not functional. Now, if you remove, you know, one tooth on its own, right? So if you just remove all the teeth, so each individual tooth is going to be uh, tummy, able to become tummy because uh, you can use it, right? It's like the keeper clip, right? The keeper clip you can use for anything. So also, I guess it's like a, uh, it's like the, so the teeth of a comb, also you can use the tooth to do things. So now if you have a comb that's used for wool, and, right, I mean, the first comb was for flax, this comb is for wool. And in this example, if, um, you know, like every other tooth is missing, tahor, so then the vessel is tahor, i.e. it's not able to, uh, it's not susceptible to becoming Tommy. But if there are three teeth that remain in the same location, so then the vessel is, then the comb is Tommy because it's usable. But if like the last tooth was one of the three teeth, so then it's Tahor, right? Meaning like if you think about a comb. If, uh, yeah, has anybody seen a comb before? Sometimes people use it uh, like in your hair or something like that. So, so the last one, all the way at the end, is 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 thicker than the rest of them. So if if so, we're saying that if when the teeth of the comb fall out, if there are three remaining, it's tummy, right? Still a cle. But if one of those three is like the, the one all the way at the end, which is like thicker and like less usable, so then um, um doesn't count, and it would be tor. Okay. Nitlu beis vason le milaket. If you Remove two of the teeth and you fasten it into a tweezers, tmeis. So those are tummy tweezers, or at least they're able to become tummy. Achas viskina linero lemituach tmeia. If you take one tooth of the, of the comb, I think it's called teeth. You know what I'm talking about? I, I'm not going to explain a comb. What was the last thing I once tried to explain? I tried to explain a straw. Friends, remember when I tried to explain a straw in Mesechta Chagiga? How did I do? I don't think I did that well. I think I basically explained the straw that it was like a straw. <laughs> so, so, wait, where am I? So if you um, take this tooth thing and you uh, use it for, I don't know, you put it, you know, prepare it to be able to use in like a candle, I guess, maybe to move things around or something or to do something with um, garments. Because you can use it. Fine. And yet, 
we hold that the Allah is not like that Mishnah. Oh, so on the one hand, we seem to have a Stam Mishnah, and the Allah does not seem to be like this Stam Mishnah. To which Abba says, Meh. Don't ask me cautious from that. Because both of Yochan and Mishlakish say that this is not an authoritative Mishnah. My time, why is it not an authoritative Mishnah? Because it's contradictory. It's self-contradictory. It's an oxymoronic Mishnah. How does that sound? Because on the one hand, the Bryce says that if you have a comb that's for wool and it's missing every other tooth, so it's tahor because it's unusable. But the implication being that if there are two of these teeth that remain in one place, it would be tahor, right? If every other one is missing, it's... I'm sorry, then it would be tahor, right? If every other one is missing, it's tahor because it's not a kli, but if there are two in one place, it would be tame, it would be a kli. But then it says that if specifically three teeth remain on the comb, so then it is tame, implying that two teeth would be tahor. So friends, you guys get the question. It's confusing. On the one end, we seem to be implying that two teeth in one place is tame. On the other end, we're saying two teeth in one place is tahor. Well, we have to get an answer over here. Which one is it? So because it's self, because uh, it's oxymoronic, so therefore, um, and this mission is push it, not authoritative. My kusha, we say, wait a second, why is that a question? Dilma, It depends. I mean, apparently a um, comb that's used for um, wool, I guess it's more of like a brush. You guys know what a brush is? I think what a brush is is like, I think a comb is like more like everything in one row, whereas like a brush I think is like a whole bunch of the things, you know? Uh, how do I explain what a brush is? A brush is like kind of, uh, well, uh, hmm, how do I explain a brush? Ich weiß nicht, man. Freaking brush, man. I, I don't know. It's just like a brush. Uh, okay, you know what, friends? I'm gonna assume y'all know what a brush is, okay? So, so like this thing, there's like different rows. So, like the outer row might need more of these teeth. So, there you would need three, but the inner row is only two. So, therefore, <clears throat> we're saying it's not necessarily oxymoronic because, um, you know, it just might depend which road is. So rather, this is why it's oxymoronic. The Katani, because the Brisa says, no, the Mishnah says, because on the one hand it says that if you take one of the teeth uh, on its own, so then it is tummy, it's a cleave, even though you didn't do anything to prepare it. But then if you look later on in the Brisa, it says, then later on in the Bryce at the end it says that if you take one tooth and you prepare it to be used in a candle or for garments, so then it's tame implying, but if you didn't specifically uh, uh, prepare it, so then it would be tahor. So, so, um, no. So, so on the one hand, right, we're saying that this individual tooth of the comb would be tame, and on the other hand we're saying it would be tahor unless you prepare it. So that's um, contradictory. So therefore, we throw out the whole Mishnah. Omar Abai, my kosha Abai says, that's not necessarily a good question either. Dilma b'katayu below katayu. It depends if it has a handle or not. If it has a handle, you don't have to prepare anything. If it doesn't have a handle, you have to prepare it. Omar Papu, my kosha v'dilma b'katinto b'alimto. Papu can also say, it depends if it's thin or if it's thick. If it's thin, it needs to be prepared. If it's thick, it doesn't. So, Kilu, there's different ways that you can explain why it's not contradictory. So, what is the Problem, why is this Brysa unauthoritative then? Why is this mission unauthoritative then? 
Because the people who are very medactic <coughs> in Mishnayis, they'll tell you that at the end of the Mishnah it says, that this is specifically the opinion of Rib Shimon, i.e. it's not a Stam Mishnah, it's the opinion of Rib Shimon, and we don't necessarily paskin like that. Shalach Rib Chiyah Barovin, so Rib Chiyah Barovin sent Ma'arsin Toch Gimel V'chein Osin Maise, that says Rib Chiyah Barovin, that within three months you can get engaged, right, you can get engaged within three months, and this is what, this is what we do. V'chein Rib Balazim Lamdeinu, and similarly Rib Balazim would teach us, Mishum Amchanin Agado, in the name of Abchanina Agado, Rubo Shalrishin, Rubo Shalshlishivim Tsoi Shalim. You have to wait the majority of the first month, the majority of the third month, and the entire middle month, but not necessarily three full months. A Maymar Sharle Ares Beyom Tishim. A Maymar would allow, um, 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 you know, somebody who's, uh, uh, you know, husband died and she wants to get remarried. So within, uh, so on day 90, Kilu, you know, three months would, uh, right, meaning that, right, not, he, who, whoa, what? A Maymar would basically say you don't have to wait until after 90 days, even on day 90, you could already get engaged. Excluding the day that, you know, if we talk about Ruven and Sarah, the day that Ruven died and excluding the day that Sarah gets engaged to Shimon. I.e., I, I, if I understand correctly, the point is that, what's three months? Well, I don't know, I guess if you have, you, potentially it has to be, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess two 29-day months and a 30-day month. So that's what, 30 times three would be 90 minus two is like 88, but then you have to add the day that Reuven died and also the... Um, Day that uh, that they get engaged doesn't count, so it has to be ninety full days. Whereas a memar would allow um, women to get engaged already on the ninetieth day. So and for the gemara, how would they need meneke sitmar? So the gemara says, so so a memar responds, oh that the exclusion of the engagement day and of the death day, that's not talking about a widow, that's talking about a uh, nursing woman, right? We had learned that if um, Ruvain uh, dies and Sarah is nursing and Shimon wants to marry Sarah, so you have to wait 24 months, right? So, uh, regarding that, so the Rav Shmuel, the Amitavai, the Rav Shmuel both say, you have to wait 24 months, with the ex- excluding the day that the uh, Yingle was born and excluding the day that they got engaged. So, that's what we're talking about, you know, excluding those days. But uh, with regarding to Arison, it doesn't necessarily need to be, right, but with regarding a widow, it doesn't necessarily need to be, um, you know, 90 days or three months excluding those two days. Even on day 90, you can get engaged. But one second, there was that guy. There was that guy. He made a Suda because he got engaged on day 90. And I guess he, he got engaged to a woman who, whose husband died. And it was day 90. And Rave, you know, uh, said, uh, you can't do that. So I used to this Nisu and Avoy. Well, that was a wedding. Everyone would agree that you can't make a wedding within the 90 days, but Erison uh, would be okay. When it comes to Menekes, you have to wait 24 months, excluding the day that the Ingle was born and excluding the day 
that uh, they got engaged. And also when it comes to a widow, you must wait um, uh, 30, uh, 90 days, where am I? Three months, um, excluding the day that Reuven died and excluding the day that Sarah and Shimon get engaged. So now the Gemara is going to move on to explain the opinion of a Biosif. If we remember from the Mishnah and that Memalaf Mudalaf all the way at the bottom, it says Omer um, Evil. Right, that all women can get engaged, right? Whether they were uh, widowed, you know, whatever it is, right? Anybody can get engaged at any at any time, even within three months, because uh, it's only engagement, right? So. Any of the women can get engaged um, at any time, just that a uh, woman who her husband passed away, now she's a widow, so she shouldn't um, get engaged within 30 days. Okay, fine. So now the Gemara wants to understand, where am I? Now the Gemara wants to understand Rubiosi's opinion. So, uh, okay, so says the Gemara, the Rubiosi says that everybody can get engaged except for a widow. Now, Omar of Chizde, so says Rav Chizde. Kavachomer. Uh, Rav Chizde says, I don't understand. <laughs> In a place where you're not allowed to get, uh, where you're not allowed to do laundry, you're permitted to get engaged. We'll explain what that is in a minute. If you have an almona that, with, you know, after Shiva, but within Shloshan, she's allowed to do laundry. Right? So then certainly she should be able to get engaged, right? Meaning, okay, let's go back to it for a second. Mahi, what, 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 what's this case where you're not allowed to get, you do laundry, but you can get engaged? It's not. We learned to Masech the Tainus. Friends, this is cool, right? We're just talking about Shiva and Shloshim. We learned that Masech the Moed Kain. Now we're talking about Tainus. We learned that Masech the Tainus. So, so, the um, Tainus. We learned in the Mishnah Masech the Tainus. Shabbos, Shechol, Tishabav, Besocha. So, uh, the week that Tishabav falls out, on in it. Also the Sapir al Khabis. So you're not allowed to get a haircut that week. You're not allowed to do laundry that week. And Thursday you're allowed to uh, get a haircut. You're allowed to do uh, laundry. Oh by the way, if nobody noticed um I got a haircut. Let's go right there. Uh, so on, on Thursday you're allowed to uh, get a haircut and do your laundry because of for the Shabbos. Vitanya we talk a little bit called them as manazeh that before this time, and we're assuming for now what that means is before um, Tishabav, i.e. the week leading up to Tishabav, so they do less work, that's stressful, they, they, um, they, they, they do less business, they, they don't build, they don't plant, but you can get engaged, but you don't get married, you don't make a big uh, meal out of it, fine. So now, no, so on the one end, we're saying that the week of Tisha B'av, you don't do laundry, but you're, yet you're allowed to get engaged. So Mimele, if during Shloshim, this widow is allowed to do laundry, Mimele, she should be able to get engaged. So Kitani, he called them to call them. So we say, no, when it says that you're allowed to get engaged, that's talking about the week before the week of Tisha B'av. Okay. Omarov, if called them to call them Nami, but still, I could ask a similar question. Fine. So the week before the week of Tisha B'av, so you're allowed to get engaged. But still, the week before the week of Tishabov. So we say we're saying that you're not allowed to, right? You gotta right, 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 you can't do a business during that week. And yet you're allowed to do you're allowed to get engaged. 
So a, a, a widow within Shloshim um, that she's allowed to do business certainly she should then be able to get engaged. So therefore, we're asking Akasha and Rabiosi, like why are you making such a big deal about a uh, widow during her Shloshim that she can't get engaged? I don't know. Like why not? She's allowed to do business. She's allowed to do laundry. Why can't she get engaged? So Friends, do you hear that? Friends, do you hear that? Rabbi actually in the Mishnah, he's not talking about Arison. He's not talking about getting engaged. He's talking about getting married. And therefore within Shloshim, you shouldn't be getting married because it's a big Simcha and she's still within the 30 days since her husband passed away. Okay, fine. So we're saying that all of the, right? So therefore, Rabbi opinion is that all of the women can get married except for an Amone within the first 30 days because it's a simcha. For they said Rabbi Yossi reflect the Gemara, but one second. Doesn't Rabbi Yossi hold, uh, you know, you have to know who the father is. Is the father Reuven? Is the father Shimon? And if it's within, you know, less than three months, then how can they just get married? What about uh, knowing who the father is? So, and for the Gemara, you could say Well, either you could say he's not so concerned. He doesn't really care who the father is. Or you could say, no, he does care who the father is. You could say that, okay, what Rabbiosi is saying in the Mishnah is that any engaged woman who is divorced can get uh, married immediately because she was only engaged, so she's mainly not pregnant, and she's also divorced, so there's no mourning period, so she can get engaged, so, 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 so she can get married immediately and there's no issue about you know knowing who the father is because Mimela she's not pregnant and uh, but if she's a widow so then um, so then don't get married within 30 days because uh, it's a simcha fine yeah if that's the case I know Rabbi Yehuda but then isn't he saying the same thing as Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah who basically I mean the only nafkamina seems to be between uh, you know the only nafkamina between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi seems to be around you know, this, um, widow, you know, the posture of the Mishnah was, 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 uh, talking about engagement, Arison. Now, if we're saying that it's talking about Nisuin, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda, of course, would also say that you can't get married. She would, a widow cannot get married within 30 days. I mean, everyone agrees. I mean, within 30 days, you can't get married. Like, it's a simcha. You're still in like a stage of mourning. So, isn't Rabbi Yossi then saying the same thing as Rabbi Yehuda? Well, the nafkamina between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda is regarding can a married woman, right, a woman uh, who was married, can she get engaged within this period, within three months? Rebuta says, yeah, a, a married woman can get engaged. Sure, what's the problem with getting engaged? Whereas Rebiosi says that no, a married woman cannot get engaged you know, even though it's only engaged, but nonetheless, we're concerned, you know, if you get engaged, maybe you'll end up getting married, and we don't, you know, then there's issues within three months, so therefore, um, so that's the difference. Buddha says that a married woman uh, can nonetheless get engaged with it, right, a woman who was married, right, Reuven and Sarah were married, uh, and then he died, so now within this period, um, um, Sarah would be able to get engaged, Rabiosi says, no, she cannot, that's the difference. So Rabiosi, Nisua, Asura, Leharis, does Rabbi Yossi really hold that a woman who is married would be forbidden to get engaged during this period? But we learn in advice Rabbi Yossi, Omer says Rabbi Yossi, that all of the women can get engaged. Chutzman al just not a widow, because of 
the morning. She's with, she's still within a period of mourning. How long is this period of mourning? Shloshim Yom, 30 days. And nobody should be getting married until they wait three months. So apparently it seems that um is saying that everybody can get, any all of these women can get engaged. Hi, my kusha. But now one second, what exactly is the question? One second, what? Because Rabbi says that all the women can get engaged. That's why you think that he means that all the women can get engaged? Is that any stronger than our Mishnah friends? What did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah said exactly that. Our Mishnah said that according to Rabbi all of the women can get engaged. Except for a, a, a widow within 30 days. And what did we say? It's not talking about engagement. To which we said, oh yeah, that's just talking about divorced, engaged women that they're allowed to get married. Meaning, we basically changed the entire words of the Mishnah to say it's not talking about Ayrson, it's talking about Nisun, and it's talking about divorced, uh, uh, engaged women. So here also, when it says that all the women can get engaged, I'll say it means that all the divorced, engaged women can get married. Okay, fine. So maybe the Kasha is from the Seifa of the Brisa, the Katani. It says, that nobody can get married, right? That none of these women can get married until three months. In Suve Udilo Ha Itruse Shapidomi, implying that okay, they can't get married for three months, but they would be able to get engaged, implying the Rabbiosi is saying that these women can get engaged. So you can explain like this. So you can explain the Bryce like this. Look, Rabbiosi is saying that all of the divorced, engaged women can get married right away but not a um not a, a widowed engaged woman she can't get married right away because um she's still in a period of mourning how she in this period of mourning for 30 days and married women cannot get engaged until after three months so we want to say that according to Rabiosi, um what he is saying is that um, a uh, basically when he says in the Mishnah that these women can get um, engaged, really what it means is that um, divorced, uh, engaged women can get married right away, but widowed, engaged women cannot get married right away because they're still in a period of mourning. However, married women cannot even get engaged. They have to wait three months. But now, Frekti Gemara does a <clears throat> woman who is engaged and then uh, her the the man who she was engaged to dies does she actually have a status of mourning if you have a fellow who is engaged if um, she dies he's not an onen if he's a kohen he doesn't have the status of an onen if uh, in terms of like doing a vote in the base of mikdash and he does not become tomator if he's a kohen and also her she she doesn't have the practice of being an onenes um i believe that that's talking about oh no uh find an onen i think that that nafmin is like if she like goes back to her father's house and eating kodshim and she doesn't become tomei i think we had a rot i think we had, this came up recently where did this come up and rashi had said it's specifically talking about the shal shugalim whatever it is but there doesn't seem to be a status of uh, mourning. Mesa, Eno, Yorsha, 
right? If she dies, he does not inherit her. Mace who? If he dies, Gova Ksubasa, she can collect her um, uh, Ksuba if that's the arrangement. So there doesn't seem, so I mean, we, we had this whole thing about the, you know, this Amona who, right, this widow who's a Grusha, so she doesn't get married right away because she's in mourning. But like, what even is the mourning when it comes to, um, uh, if we're talking about uh, an Amona from the Erusin? So one second. So Ella, Tanoi. Okay, so one second. So going back to our original question. What was our original question? So our original question was, how could Rabiosi be saying that this um, woman in in the first 30 days um, is not allowed to get engaged? Because um, that this woman within the first 30 days, that this widow within the first 30 days cannot get engaged because... Um, Right, this widow within, because she's in a period of mourning. So we said, but how could that be, right? When it comes to Tishabov, right, where you're not allowed to do laundry, you're not allowed to do work, and yet you're allowed to get engaged. Certainly here, where she's allowed to do work, she's allowed to do laundry, she should be able to get engaged. So we say, actually, this whole concept of being able to get engaged, right, before Tishabov, is actually Machlokas Tanoi. That there is an opinion that says you're not allowed to get engaged. And Rabbi holds like that. So, where am I? El Tanoi. So the people do less business. They don't build, they don't plant. And they also don't get engaged and they also don't get married. So we see that Take, there is an opinion that you don't get engaged. And Rabiosi is like that. And he's saying also that this woman within the first 30 days of her husband passing away, she doesn't get engaged either. Shabbos Chol Tishbav Besocha, the week that Tishbav falls out in it. Also, the Sapi L'Chabbis, you can't get a haircut, you can't uh, do your laundry. Be'eshobim Kol Chodesh Aser, and everybody says even the whole month is Aser. So, we see it's Taka Machlokas Tanoim and Rabbi Yossi holds like the opinion that you're not, uh, that you're not allowed to get engaged before Tishbav, and you're also not allowed to engage, get engaged uh, when you are a widow within the first 30 days. Maskev L'Ravashi, Ravashi asks the Kasha, one second, Mimaydi L'Aris L'Aris Mamesh, how do we know that when the that when this Bryce is saying that you're not allowed to get married that you're not allowed to get engaged before Tishabov? How do you know what Mamish means not to get engaged? How do you know that their opinion really is that you're not allowed to get engaged before Tishabov? Maybe she's saying you can't make a Suda Sarisin, you can't make a feast during this period. But just to get engaged maybe is okay. But one second. In the same breath, it said not to get engaged and also not to get married. Are you saying that it means just don't make a suda, but you're allowed to get married otherwise? Right? So, so how could it be, right? If you're going to say that, that not getting engaged means, um, um, just not making a suda, but you could still get engaged. So then, does not getting married just mean don't make a, a, a suda, but you're allowed to get, um, but you would be allowed to get married? I mean, certainly not. That's going to be simcha. So you could say, look. But the Gemara says, look, you can answer. So I understand why, you know, even Nisuin, right, getting married, uh, even without a, a Suda, still there's happiness and that would not be allowed. But I could argue. But if you're getting engaged and you're not making a big Suda, a big to-do about it, you know, I guess it isn't like a wedding. It's not on the same madrega. I guess it wouldn't be considered um, enough simcha. So maybe that could be nonetheless okay, right? Maybe the Bryce is just saying, don't have a suda, but you can get engaged during that time. And maybe, 
and maybe uh, there is no machlokas about getting engaged, and everybody agrees that you can get engaged um, before Tishabav, in which case we're back to our original question of why is Ubiosi saying that that this woman is not allowed to get engaged during her 30 days of mourning. So, hello, I'm Ravashi. So, rather says Ravashi, listen, shiny avelus chodsha mevelus chadosha mevelus yishono shiny avelus derab mevelus diachid. Ravashi says, look, here's the thing. You can't really compare Tishabav to um, get uh, to, to, to mourning um, your husband, right? Tishabav is like an old kind of uh, 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 mourning and because it's an older morning, it's not as uh, stringent, right? And even if you can get engaged, when it comes to Tishabav, you know, when it comes to you know somebody who just passed away, uh, you wouldn't necessarily be able to get engaged. And also, it says shiny avelus derabim avelus diyochid, right? The communal morning is maybe not as you know, it doesn't have any specific details of stringencies as opposed to uh, an individual morning for a specific person who passed away. And therefore, you could argue that even if by Tishabav, yes, maybe you can get engaged, but not necessarily by when you're mourning your husband who just passed away, you would not be able to get engaged. That is why Rabiosi says that you cannot um, get engaged during this period. So it is, in fact, talking about getting engaged. Rabiosi says that a uh, woman cannot, who's a, a widow, cannot get engaged during this Period. Friends, that was Daf Mem Gimel, Masechti Yivamas. At the first part of the Daf, we continued discussing the concept of when you have a Stam Mishnah followed by Machloka, as Machloka is followed by a Stam Mishnah. We had this thing in the Kalim with different types of combs and brushes and all sorts of things. And we discussed um, getting married within three months, right? There were some opinions that maybe you can even get married within less than three months. Uh, engaged, sorry. There were opinions that you can get engaged in less than three months. But then we had said, that um, no, Davka, it means the three months, including the day that um, that uh, Ruvain died and the day that they got engaged, i.e. a full 90 uh, days. And then we analyzed the opinion of Rabiosi, who said that uh, a widow is not able to get re- um, engaged within the first 30 days out of uh, concern for mourning. We asked questions based on... Um, uh, Mishnah in Tainus, we then kind of had a little bit of a circuitous route where we thought that maybe what Rabiosi was saying that they can't get married, but ultimately we said no, it's talking about um, that you can't get engaged, and it's just not a question from Tainus because Tainus is an old morning, it's a public morning, as opposed to when somebody's mourning their husband, it's a new morning, uh, and it's an individual morning, which is more stringent. Friends, that was Daf Mem Gimel of Masechta, I think it was Mem Gimel of Masechta, yeah, Masechta Yevamis. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.